Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Lady Eighty Show podcast. We talk about books, everything about books, and have great interview with authors. Here's one now. Hiya, welcome to Live by the Chat Show. I we know, have a difference. I know because it's a Wednesday. No, it's not. It's a no, Thursday. It's a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> because I know where I am. World Book Day. That's why we're having another chat show this week because World Book Day is very special to us, to our members, to our authors, to our publishers. To everyone, actually. For friends, for family. Should we start? <laughs> we are having lots of live shows on the Cena Bells Facebook page as well today. So if you want to see that, then stay tuned there too. And we've got some amazing guests um, and they are brilliant. So what we're going to do, obviously, you, you know who we're going to be bringing out. Her name's up by there, right? We are joined today by the lovely lady, Adi, which I'm going to be bringing out very, very soon. Um, and then she's going to introduce... Her two guests, one at a time, obviously, um, letting us know uh, who they are and how they work with us. So we're really excited about this because, really, we're just kind of well, we're just kind of here, aren't we? Yeah. It's, it's the Lady Eighty Show. So I reckon, without <laughs> further ado, we better bring her out, ladies and gentlemen. It is, of course, the infamous, the famous, the wonderful, the beautiful, the very talented Lady Eighty. I'm going to come back every time I feel down. I'm just going to come back for that kind of introduction. (laughs) Some people just give me a call. That's why I'm always busy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lady, you have brought two of your amazing authors um, with you today. Um, And you're going to tell us a little bit of a backstory and then we're going to bring them out. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty much us saying it's over to you. So, uh, yeah, do you want to introduce your your amazing guests. Yes, I will do. It's World Book Day and it's even better to be able to say here there's two people that I've been working with as part of my author mentoring programme. And the first one who's actually graduated is Patrick Smith. And Patrick's book is called The Dummy Pass. And this is his book and he'll be talking about it soon. And the other person is... Amanda. Oh, but that will come later. So <laughs> Patrick. Hello. Thank you, lady. Lovely to see you, mate. Lovely to see you. And welcome. Welcome to the Thank panel. you. Thank you very much. I can't Thank you. Yes. There we go. It's very exciting. It very is. exciting. It is. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. 
So come on, lady. I know you're eager to bring out the next guest. So who else have we got waiting? Um, the next guest is our potential author because she's still in the process, the throngs of that writing, which Patrick knows what that feels like. And she has got a book that will be coming out in October. And her name is Amanda Harris. Yay, there she is. Amanda. Hello. Hello. I wish I had a book to close up like Patrick does, but not yet. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Um, listen, welcome to the show. Uh, I genuinely have been on about writing a book now for 10 years. So you're, 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 it seems like you're a few steps ahead of me, which is brilliant. Um, and Patrick, well, when did the book come out, Patrick? Uh, November last year. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, so quite recent. Uh, so yes. you know what you were doing through lockdown, right? You were. You were exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you talked about 10 years. It took me six and a half years from conception to, to write this book. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When, when wow. did you sort of realise that you had a book that you needed to write or wanted to write? Well, the book, the books, um, the story of the book's about a young boy called William who um, plays rugby and uses rugby as a way to develop his confidence through his own personal um, stuff, but also while his parents are, their relationship is slightly is breaking down. So, is and, it a fiction or non-fiction? No, it's fiction. Okay, cool. It's fiction. And um, and really, for me, um, I, I was in a situation where my relationship was breaking down and my son was was about seven or eight at the time. And I wanted to write something that that was a story that I could tell him it was also, I suppose, to some extent, a story I could tell myself that it would all be fine. And um, yeah, so I, I came up with the idea of the book then. And um, he's 16 soon and he towers over me now. And I think he's fine about everything. But um, yeah, I finally got it finished in November. Yeah, he, he now pats you on the back and goes, it's okay, Dad. Let, let, me, let me help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm very soon. I'm looking forward to the point at which he goes, so, Dad, can I take you out for a pint? He's not quite there yet, but it won't be long. Yeah, yeah. And then when you go, he goes, oh, Dad, I haven't got any money. Can I leave? <laughs> exactly. take you out for a pint? Um, let's go over to Amanda quickly. Right. So, first off, sorry, Patrick, what's the title of your book again? It's called The Dummy Pass. The Dummy Pass. Brilliant. And there's Lady holding up for us. Um, Amanda, let's come over to you now. So, you are in the, the mists of your book. Um, what can you tell us about it? I mean, obviously, we don't want to give the, the game away too much, but go on. Can we know the title? What's the title? It's it's called She Will Never. She Will Never. And it's my memoir. I've been visually impaired all of my life. And growing up, I was told there were things I would never do. So I was told I would never get any qualifications. I was told I was unemployable. Um, I've now been running my own business for 10 years. And I've started doing some public speaking around visual impairment. And people started to say, maybe you ought to write the book. I, I do tend to do um, some funny stories and some comedy about uh, visual impairment uh, in particular. And people said, you need to turn that into a book. And I was I was thinking about it. And I had a conversation with Lady and she had confidence in me and said, go on, do this then. So, yes, I'm at the editing stage now. So it's all getting very exciting and seeming a bit real. Yeah, That's fantastic. What a brilliant what a subject story. as well. Um, I mean, look, I've lived with di with a di diversities of several descriptions for years, right? Um, and I'm I'm a, a wheelchair user, but I'm actually also um, hearing impaired, and not many people know that. 
uh, and I could tell you some funny stories, especially of what I've thought people have said, uh, and they haven't. And those conversations have ended up. <laughs> and it's with, also with... amazing what sometimes you can hear when you want. <laughs> <laughs> some stuff's selective, right? Let's let's not let's not. But I tell you what, I am going to just quickly touch on. So you said you run your own business. What what do you do? What what's the business? I'm a will writer. Oh, okay. Oh, brilliant. Um, and what areas do you cover? So if anyone needs a will, you know, you never know. Right, you know, right. <laughs> I'm do you want a will? I'm based in Nottinghamshire. I visit all clients at home. I have been known to do in Derbyshire and Leicestershire as well. Um, but obviously, I'm also promoting the book and I'm obviously open for public speaking engagements as well. So I'm a bit busy and I'm in a play this week as well. So I'll be in a real green room in about two hours time. Oh, all right. Not our green, green room. room. <laughs> oh, yeah, we take Fantastic. it. Um, on that note, Patrick, what, what do you do other than being a, you know, a professional best-selling author um, <laughs> what, what else do you do, what do you i'm do soon to be a professional best-selling author and currently while i need to still earn some money before that uh, i'm a marketing consultant so i'm an outsourced marketing director for predominantly tech companies oh amazing Fantastic. amazing so lady 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 um first sorry first off before i come to patrick where are you based uh nottinghamshire as well yeah oh, okay pure um, coincidence that it is a pure coincidence yeah but maybe I am going to say this, right? So you're working with these two amazing individuals, um, both with very unique stories, with different stories, uh, two completely different books. The only thing that I can confidently say I know is similar in both of them is that there's no swearing. Um, I love that. I love that, right? Um, and they and, and so how's this relationship been formed? Because obviously you're all the way down south, right? So am I assuming that this is a, a virtual relationship and you can, you're can you giving the support virtually uh, and yet still very successfully? I mean, that's amazing. Yes, uh, we haven't met physically, have we, either Patrick or... Wow. Oh, yes, Mandra and I have met. Yes, because we're in Women Who Academy, so we have met through there. But before, before we did that award, um, which my book was in, but before we did that... Um, we, everything's done on Zoom. That's, that's, that's amazing. But you also got a new book out all about networking on Zoom, which that's is fantastic. Right. You know, it's just this one. And we're you, in it. We're in it. We're you authors. Three pages. We're published. <laughs> just <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Add some devils. We are. So, look, okay, so it's World Book Day, right? So, oh, we had a couple so of pages. You, I know. You're, really I'm published, you're published authors now. <laughs> I, I shout about it. I've even put it in my LinkedIn profile. I'm very proud of it. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, but I do. All right, it is World Book Day. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, lady, you're incredibly passionate about writing books and mm-hmm. you know getting the story out there. And you say everyone's got a story in them, and it's just about how to find it. How did you help Patrick and Amanda find their books? How, how, what? What were the things that you kind of, what was the kind of language that you kind of used with them to say, come on, guys, you've got a book in you here. Let's get it out there. Let's get it out to the world. Well, when people come and Patrick and Randon, they have that idea. It's getting that idea and going, do you know what? Just from what you've said, I can see the finished book. And I can usually see that before they can. Now, with Patrick, he had additional because he had a mini me. But I don't think she would like me saying that because in our business, we work, um, we're a family business. And my daughter, Abby Rose, um, works with the children's authors. So she mentored Patrick. And we try and because she's a primary school teacher as well, there's that extra 
oomph that she can put into the books. So, you know, so we, we work together in that way. And but with the authors, we start off by saying, right, okay, here's the idea. And then we develop it with them. And we you know, try to encapsulate to get their their voice. Now we, we don't do um books over a weekend, we take time. Mm -hmm. So I think in both cases it's been well over a year. And in that time, the writing develops. And what they write first of all, and what they write, which then gets published, can go through quite a lot of different transitions. And that's really important because then their author voice comes out. And that's what I really you know, make sure that we capture that when we do the typesetting and then we make it into a proper book. Patrick, I'm going to come down to you. Sorry, just quickly with a question, right? That's all right. You, when you started the book, to the so from the day you started your book to the day you finished and it went out to publication, did you ever look back at your first couple of pages and go, what was I doing or what was I saying? <laughs> you know, did you see a natural um, improvement in your ability to write whilst working with obviously someone like, um, like Lady and, and the team? Well, I think I started in a slightly different place because... I, I mean, I write for work. Being in marketing, I do a lot of sort of writing for work anyway. And I'd got a couple of chapters written before I, I met with Lady and Abby. And, and for me, it was very much someone believing in me and believing that I could actually produce a finished book. I, I, I suppose slightly arrogantly, was always confident I could write a book, but I wasn't confident that I'd ever do anything other than it just be scraps of paper. And, and so it was... For me, it was very much about giving me that confidence that a that a, an actual an actual physical book could be produced at the end of this, and that someone would would take care of me through that process. And that's what that's what um, Lady Ady really gave me was that yeah, taking care of me through the process really, um, and that allowed me to to then well to to have the confidence in my own writing um so yeah so there was i mean and obviously and amanda's going through this editing process now there's a huge amount of editing i mean you know the the finished first draft versus the finished final book absolutely you know a huge amount of editing and it is painful and if you'd agree with me here amanda it's it's yes. it's both painful and wonderful at the same time because you know i sweated over each word that i put in in the first place and then you're asking me to change half of them <laughs> but at the same sorry but at the same at the same time i know that every edit i did i was getting a better book out of it yeah, and so yeah. it, i loved i loved that process as much as i hated it at the same time right let's go to lady so you were going to say something lady yeah i was just saying i am the that and the just and the so police so <laughs> we, go, we go through it and we go you've got quite a few of those there. And they go, no, we haven't. And we go, well, actually, there's 35 or 62 or whatever it is. And they go, really? Yeah, so we, we go and change it. God um, help you if I ever bring my mentioned, book to you. Um, you mentioned something, Patrick, that I think is stopping a lot of people, and that's the confidence. So you mm. knew that you could write for, you know, because you write a lot of, you know, marketing sort of slogans and things like that that you need to do for work. Um, so you have the ability to write, but it's about having the finished product and actually people wanting to read it as well, I guess, you know, because you, you don't know about that confidence. And I think that's what Lady provides and the team um, with Lady AD publications, because it's putting that into so you get a finished product that you can actually sell and people will enjoy. Yeah, it, it was it was 
you know, once I once I talked about the book, it was believing in me, believing in the story, believing that it was it was worthwhile publishing this story. I mean, you know, they say everyone's got a book in them, but I'm not sure everyone you know that every one of those books needs to be read necessarily you know and and that's where i was i i knew i could write a book but would it be read did anyone care would it be of interest and actually having the conversations initially with with lady and, and as she mentioned abby rose you know that's what gave me that confidence to then commit my own effort to to finishing the writing process and it comes actually our confidence comes over nicely it's a nice little segue over to amanda here because amanda i mean Okay, so Patrick, you're writing a nonfiction book, right? So that takes, you know, it takes time, it takes research, you know, but effectively you're talking about someone else, right? Mm -hmm. Amanda, you are you are here, like putting your heart and soul on the line, right? Um, and you know, you're taking the massive risk by going, look, this is my story, and there's gonna be people who love it, and there's gonna be people who who don't, right? And that's very, very personal. So it's a very brave thing what you're doing, really, I feel anyway. Um, do you find it hard to talk about yourself um in a in a in a way that you you know is there any point where you're thinking no one's going to want to hear this no one's going to want to listen to this when and then someone else go this is amazing you know you've got lady there going this is amazing content has there been times this journey when you've gone oh, i'm not going to bother putting that in because no one wants to hear that yeah all the time i mean because this is my life I'm talking about and I think to me my own life and the way that I do things are so mundane and everyday and that's just what I do and what I've found is I've you know I've said to people that that I have to do things in different ways because I'm a visual impairment and they've gone that's really interesting and I've said well I've done it that way all my life so mm -hmm. you know to me it doesn't seem interesting at all so but I've had, I've got, I've gone out to some early readers. There are about six or seven people who've beta read my book for me, early readers. And the comments they've come back with have just boosted my confidence big time because they've absolutely loved it and they've been recommending it to their friends. So I'm thinking, I tend to read it and think this is boring. And other people read it and think, well, they're saying things like it's, it's inspirational. People need to read it. So, yeah, all the, I doubt myself all the time. I get this and and although I'm I'm not my you know I've not got my book out there yet and I really should have but I'm you know I spend my life on stage talking about my story so it's you know it's, a, it's more of a let's call it an audio book for the time being right um, and there are times when I think to myself why are these people sitting there listening to me why like what value you know what what are they going to get out of that story and it is so difficult to put yourself out there there's a word that I'm looking to use and I'm, lady you'll probably be able to help me What's the word when people start to kind of doubt their own self-confidence? What what is that syndrome? It's um I can't think of it now. Um imposter. imposter syndrome, yeah. Like as an author talking about your own story, imposter and I, I think this is actually going to come over to you, lady. Imposter syndrome has to be probably one of the biggest obstacles that authors face, right? It, it is. And they go from, oh, I've got a great idea and everybody should read it to which I say, well, not everyone is going to read it, so we have to bring the expectation down, to the ones who go, I've, you know, I've got this idea, I've got this story, but nobody's going to read it. Mm. And I say, well, I'm going to read it. And I only take on books that I'm interested in. I only take on authors who I know their books will make a difference. Mm. That's our criteria for taking on authors. So 
Um, I mean, Amanda and I particularly did a lot of work and I banned certain phrases that Amanda would say to me. You know, there were certain things she wasn't allowed to say anymore because they were pulling herself down and I wanted to pick her up. So we did some work on that. And, and, and it, then you have to be careful as an author who you show your work to. Because yeah. some people you think will be great supporters of you then they actually aren't. And it can take you quite by surprise when that happens. So I get very protective. And so does Abby Rose with her authors and how we really help to manage not only their expectations, but to, to you know, have them in a good place. So when they launch, they're launching and knowing it's going to hit well and have good good eyes on it. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think what you said, we often think that the nearest and dearest, so friends and family, are going to be really supportive. And that's often the case in business as well. And they usually have gone through the journey with you sometimes and kind of think, well, you just did it that way. What? What? Why do you want to get a book out there? What's so different about you, you know? <laughs> and they can sometimes, I think you really need to look for the audience that is going to support you. And, and I saw Amanda sort of nodding there because the family has gone through it with you, right, haven't they? So they're thinking... Yeah. It's just normal. That's just normal yeah. life. I, my, 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 like, literally, when I said I was going to become a public speaker and when I, like, I've been on telly and all the rest of it, and people go, like, people I know really well, like friends and family have gone, well, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, <laughs> myself. And they're like, who's going to listen to that? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going on national television, so quite a few people. Um, and it's such a funny, and it, that is what helps. It doesn't help with the imposter syndrome. So you do, I absolutely agree. Um, you do have to be protective about who you are, who you talk to. Um, I'm going to ask the same question now uh, to all three of you. But I'm going to start with Lady. Um, so someone is listening now, right? They're, they're, they're looking at writing a book. Um, they're watching the show intently. The, the love hearts are coming up. I can see them it up on the screen by the um lady what would be your top tip for someone looking to write their first book do it right <laughs> right nice and simple james just write get it down but you if you don't want to actually write or type it then use otter or something like that you speak it and then get it transcribed. And otter.ai is just brilliant. I should have shares in that company because you just put in your MP4 or your MP3 and it gives you a transcript and it's pretty accurate as well. And then you I just- I've heard this. I've actually got it on my phone, right? There's no way to lie. And <laughs> I've tried doing it while I'm driving down the road unsuccessfully. Um, but yeah, it is there. I've got all the tools. I've got all the tools, lady. <laughs> <That's> do it. <laughs> you can take a horse towards her, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> so I'm going to come over to um, I'm going to come over to Patrick now. Actually, um, no, sorry, Patrick. I'm going to come to you in a second. I'm going to come over to Amanda first. Um, Amanda, you're in the throes of writing your own book, right? So you're. This is all very fresh to you. So what would be your your tips at this point, right? So where you are now, you haven't edited. You know, you haven't finished publishing. It's not all that way. You've gone through the journey and you're still kind of in the throes. So what would be your top tips? I'm really interested. I think not to be bothered about what you think of it. I mean, I I wanted to write and I could get the words down on the paper, but what I was writing, I did, really didn't like at all. And I think from my perspective, I needed other people to, yes, there was positive and negative comments from a lady, but I needed those. So it's just get it down so that you can give somebody else the idea 
of what you are trying, what story you're trying to tell, and that they can give you the feedback that you need. So I was very, I was very, very um, fortunate to uh, meet Lady, albeit virtually, when I did. Brilliant, great Fantastic. tip. So Patrick, I'm going to come over to you, and I'm, the, the question's the same, obviously, but. You know, you've gone through that process and now you've had the final reward, right? You know, you've done all the work and now you've got the tea and cake to, to kind of celebrate. But so what would be your top tip uh, to anybody in that position who's thinking about it? You know, where would where from where you are now? Um, uh, well, obviously, mine was fiction. So it's it's slightly different than Amanda's in, in that sense. And I, I think um, I, I would I would think about three, three top things, really, in terms of writing fiction like I did. The first is to to, to think about your story, to plot out what it is that, that happens. Obviously, you know, you need to have that classic, you know, beginning, middle and end. You need to have a story to be able to tell. So, so plot that out. The second thing, obviously, I think is, is I say obviously, for me was obvious, is, is like your characters. You don't have to, they don't have to be, all have to be good characters. They don't all have to be nice, but you have to like them. You have to, as you're starting to write, you've got to feel that they would say it. And, and actually, there are a couple of characters in my book that that had a much bigger role by the end of the book than I had planned them to have at the beginning because I liked them. Mm. And while we're here, the third thing I'll say is talk to Lady. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not a bad tip to, to utilise, to be fair. Um, so, Lady, look, let's 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 do it, right? So if someone, you know, they're, they're in Amanda's shoes or they, they want to be in Patrick's shoes uh, or they're not in Amanda's or they're, they're thinking of, where can people find you, right? What what can they do to get a hold of you? Um, go to the website, which is, and it's all under my name. Just put my name, Lady AD with the E's in it, and you, I will pop up. Um, and if you're not quite ready, then join the Book Academy, because that's where we're going to be learning about words and being motivated to do the writing. Brilliant. So quick. I've got one last question. No, two secs, two secs. <laughs> we need to push this, and I haven't done it, and I'm really sorry. Lady, tell us everything we need to know about the Book Academy. Book Academy is a book club on steroids. It doesn't have to be my, just my authors, so they get a special deal, a special rate. But it can be anybody who loves books, avid readers, writers, creatives. Um, and we look at a book and we look at it in terms of how is it written and how can we learn from that writing and then from that, we um, we do book fun things. Abby Rose, who I've mentioned, she actually enacts a um, um, a, a storyline and you have to guess what the book is. And we, we do some fun things along the way and we network between us so that authors can help each other to publish their books, to publicise them and to give each other reviews. Fantastic. But I do want to show you uh, just a little thing on... on um, uh, Patrick's book. This is a nicety. But it's the sort of thing that Abby Rose is good at. Can you see the ball at that bottom yeah. of the page? If you yeah. watch the ball and flick it through, it moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can see it. Yeah. 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 And, and that's just one of the little things on the, you know, of the ball, of the rugby ball that um, we put on the page when we did the typesetting. Oh, oh fantastic. Love that. Love that. Yeah, yeah, love that. See Patrick smile. He obviously enjoys it as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant. It's a little bouncing rugby ball at the corner of the page. It's really good. 
That's yeah, just unique, it. isn't it? It's unique. Yeah. So come on then, Charlotte Rose. We'll go on the end the show. Well, it's Charlotte always day. asks a question. It's World Book Day. So I would like to know what was your first book that made you fall in love with books and now later on writing? So I'm going to come over to Patrick first. What was your first book that kind of sparked your love for books? Um, I, I've got two books for when I was a kid. Um, Danny the Champion of the World by Roald Dahl. Uh, which lots of people know, and a book called The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster, which not so many people know. Fantastic. Thank you. I've got those on my list now. What about yourself, Amanda? What was your sort of first book? Mine was The Hobbit, which my dad read to me at the age of five, which my mum thought was a bit too young. But he lives to leave on the bedside table at bedtime, and I wanted to read it myself so much that it spurred <laughs> me on to learn to read very quickly. That's actually how I learned to read was because I wanted to read the story that my nan used to read to me and I just copied her and that's how I learned to read. So, lady, you got many, many books. Oh, yeah. which, which one are you going to talk about that is your <laughs> favourite of the day? The favourite of the day because I've talked about the faraway tree in the past and the Lord yeah. Fair Ladybird book. So I, I just think um, it, it still comes back to Enid Blyton. It was any of Enid Blyton's that I could get my hands on. And although she went out of vogue at some point, I think she's, you know, she keeps coming back, etc. And um, that and the Narnia stories. The oh, Lion, yes. the Wardrobe, yes. the Horse and His Boy, you know, when the horse can actually talk and all the talking creatures in it. Um, just love all of those. The Magician's Nephew. I had to stop my girls from jumping into puddles because they just wanted to get into Narnia um yeah all of that oh that's brilliant I absolutely love that so on that note we do have to end the show to say thank you so much everyone it's been a real pleasure to have you all on the show and I'm really excited to hear um, Amanda's book being published as well and I'm going to get my hands on Patrick's book as well so thank you hi thank you for listening to the Lady AD show podcast Come back, subscribe, and we'll do this all over again. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.